Well, this series is, is it's to help Christians understand what the Buddhist or Sikh or Hindu or Jehovah's Witness neighbours believe. And there's a double side to it too because it also helps us understand what we believe. Every cult has a process of human effort that's required either to get salvation or to maintain salvation. The bad news is we're lost and we cannot do anything to save ourselves and that's the difference between Christianity and a cult. So what is the great news? The great news is that we can find in Christ eternal life immediately. What you're trying to achieve in a lifetime, like every other cult or religion, never know if you've ever done enough. Christ has all done it for you. Welcome to Great News with Lou Meyer from LifeQuest Resources. And Lou, we want to look today at Great News for Hindus, which is one of the world's biggest religions, or would it be the biggest? I think I think probably it would be the biggest religions because it's pre- predominantly in India, but also in other countries of the world now, partly because of migration. But it's also foundation to the foundational to the New Age movement. So a lot of New Age beliefs have got Hinduism in modern clothes. You know, Western would, would New Ages know that? Transcendental meditation is basically Hinduism packet repackaged for, for, for America. So um, I, I don't know if they would, but um, there are things in common. So Hindus are, are very ancient and it's changed, of course, over the centuries. It goes right back to about 3,000 uh, 3, years ago, about 1,000 BC. Yeah. So most of us, most of us think when we think Hindus, we think Indians, we think turbans, and and yeah, we think sixty-four yeah. million gods. Yeah, some phenomenal number, but that wasn't always the way. And uh, these books, they they explain Hinduism, and not all Hindus understand their faith, you know. Uh, and then they and then they have a message to the Hindus. So they're written to Hindus, but for Christians to understand, yep. and for these other cults and religions. But Hinduism is is uh, has its roots in monotheism, as I understand it. Because if you go back to the original Vedas, which are the oldest writings of Hinduism, they were written on palm leaves originally, I think. And of course, they've got philosophy and they've got hymnology and poetry. But they go back and they talk about an that the concept of God is monotheistic. And so it began monotheistic, the God that created the devis and the divas, you know, the spiritual yeah, beings yeah. and all that. And then over the centuries, over the millennia, it's it's changed into, you know, millions of deities. And it's interesting that Buddhism comes off that. Once there were hundreds of deities and nobody could count them, uh, Buddhism comes off that and actually reacts against that and says, okay, well, we're going to believe in no God. It's a philosophy rather than, in a sense, rather than a religion. So Hinduism is really a big family of religions, <clears throat> but it's got certain things in common. So the concept of God and the ultimate God in Hinduism is a sort of a non-personal Brahman, known mm-hmm. as Brahman. And it's a bit like the force of Star Wars, you know. Okay. And you can use the force and... Um, so Brahma is, is it Brahma or Brahman? Brahman. Brahman. So he, Brahman's again, not actually a yeah. a god god. No, no. But, a, but uh, no, it's 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 God. Everything is part of Brahman. And so it's the pantheistic concept of God. We're all as God and God is all. And where we are sort of individualized away from Brahman and where these many gods are, are, are like uh, personal manifestations of Brahman and um, and the ultimate is to be, United with Brahman again after many 
incarnations of that's life. The, so this is where the, so the, the reincarnation comes in. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> so Hinduism really uh, has this concept of God that is everything is part of and we're all part of God. We just didn't know it. Yeah. And we'll one day be reunited with, with the lose our own individual identity like a drop of water going into the ocean. We cease to be a drop. We just become part of the whole. So the goal, salvation in Hinduism, is to escape these cycles of existence, this birth, life, yep. dying. And, of course, they believe in transmigration, so you can come from an animal to a human. I was chatting to a Hindu who reckoned he was a dog in his last life because dogs and humans get on really well, so probably he was okay. a dog. The other thing about Hinduism is you've got a spiritual credit card inside you called karma. Yes, so in your life, if you obey the teachings of your guru and do good stuff, you put credit on there. And so when you die, if you're in credit, you get reincarnated into a higher life form. But if you die in debit, then in, in Hinduism you can, they believe in transmigration of the soul between different kinds. So yeah. you could go back to an animal and, you know, a fellow ripped me off once and I quietly cursed Cursed him, not in reality, but, uh, you know, may you be reincarnated as a rat in the sewers of Calcutta, you know, because he sold me yeah. an outboard motor that he said worked. And it, and it, and it didn't. No. So what, I mean, as we've talked about, some of these religions, or most of them, they fall down in certain areas. So we, we talk about being in credit and that, that karma credit card. How does a cow gain credit? Well... By, or, or, by being the best cow it can be and being given the know? best milk. Look, we have to understand that Eastern religions, Buddhism, Hinduism, they don't make sense. See, we're Western. We've had our thinking strongly influenced by Greek philosophy yep. and logic. And logic's really important because it's it, it helps us to think sensibly and not believe rubbish. But... Um, but but in the East, it's it's all about harmony. I mean, traditionally you don't go to a Hindu and say, why are you a Hindu? I often say to people, why are you a Hindu? And it's never because I've sat down and I've analysed the evidence and I've come to the conviction that the best evidence is Hinduism. It's because this is my family religion. Yeah. I've always believed it. And... Um, well, and most, so, most religions, I mean, we, we talk about cultural Muslims, we talk about cultural Christians. If you're Indian, you're Hindu. Yeah, pretty much, although, of course, a lot of people, a lot of Indians are Muslims as yes, well. Yeah. And a lot of Indians are one kind of Christian or another. And uh, and the other thing, it's a big hodgepodge of ideas. The other thing that Hindus will do is, you know, uh, for example, they have these massive evangelistic rallies in in India. American evangelists particularly go there and they have these big rallies. And oh, Christian evangelism, Christian not, evangelism. not Hindu evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. But they pay, and they pay for them themselves usually. Yep. And thousands will come and they'll flock forward. At the older call, and people, oh, wonderful, look at all these converts. But there's a saying that if you if you scratch an Indian Christian underneath, you find a Hindu. And so because they are obsessed with holy men. And if they were the holy man and, and they can get some karma off him, like mana, you know? Right. Um, certainly they'll want to be prayed for by him. They'll flock forward to be prayed for by this preacher that's obviously got a lot of karma because he's wealthy. And but the reality is they haven't necessarily. They've added Jesus to their other gods. I was going to say. So they got yeah, all their bases yeah, covered. Yeah, I spoke in a church uh, in Auckland years ago, and there was a. Um, in fact, he's a uh, Hindu uh, MP, 
And he came up to me afterwards and he said, he said, I like what you say. I will add Jesus as one of my gods. Exactly. Okay, no, exactly. it doesn't and, work that and way. And so I asked a guy who was working with these preachers and you could see through all this. And I said, uh, well, how do you know which ones are genuinely saved? He said, those that get baptised. He said, when they get baptised, they are denying the other gods and acknowledging, and acknowledging Jesus, Jesus, is, that the Jesus is the only God. Yeah, so what, what is the great news for Hindus? Well, the great news is that is that we can have eternal life in Jesus Christ. And because the dividing verse in the Bible is, it is appointed unto man to die once and then to face judgment. Not to die over and over and be uh, yeah. reincarnated. And so we don't have to go through all of these cycles of existence and suffering. And we don't have to have a caste system, which is directly related to karma, where there are some that are the lowest of the low and some that are wealthy. So we can have a society with more equality, but we can find in Christ eternal life immediately. It's not a process. It's an event where we receive Christ. And we we get far more than what a Hindu can ever look forward to. I mean, who wants to look forward to extinction? How yeah. exciting is that? Yeah. Yeah. But we have a brand new universe with God forever, totally fulfilled to look forward to. So we've got a far better outcome. We've got far better news. And the wonderful thing is it's free. We don't have to earn it. It's not a process. It's a gift. And so Christianity is great news for a Hindu.